0: Welcome to this teaching from the Refuse Church online experience. We're happy you're listening. As a reminder, at the end of all of our teachings, you'll have an opportunity to participate in the biblical practice of communion. If you consider yourself a follower of Jesus, consider gathering the elements, such as a piece of bread or a cracker, and your beverage of choice, and take a couple of minutes at the end to remember and participate in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We also encourage you to do it with at least one other person, if possible. Thank you. I told Nathan this morning, I said, you know, I really want to sound very spiritual this morning. And very much like I know what's going on. And that you are deeply impressed with me today. But, yeah. But I really want is the Spirit of God to move. And I really... I want every person in here to walk out of here with something from the Lord this morning and your life be changed in a way that impacts the world, in a way that impacts your family, in a way that impacts our church and the church at large, right? So I have like, um, I, I have my little notebook here and I write in it pretty much every day. I try to, my phone is full of notes. When the Holy Spirit speaks to me, I just I just start going really fast. You know, it's really bad when I'm driving down the road because I pull over and then I'm like doing it. I know that if it's the Lord, I'm not always going to remember it later on. Um, <clears throat> I, I want to grab things and capture them while I have an opportunity. It's like a picture, you know. So... I got up this morning, and um, I'm just going to use the word taste and see that the Lord is good. I I made cookies for everybody. So in my house, in the way I love on people, and most of you know, (laughs) here, somebody come take these. There's a napkin there. Grab a napkin. Grab a cookie. Even if you don't want to eat it right now, just take it with you. They're really good. And um, I... (laughs) My way of um, loving people is feeding them, right? And Most of you know that. And so this morning, I thought I'm going to engage you with food right off the bat, and taste and see that the Lord is good. This is just an example. You what? Yeah, they're a, ch- a salted chocolate cookie, and um, they're probably still kind of warm even inside. They're they're delicious. They're one of my favorites. So if you don't know, I've I've gone to culinary school. I love everything about food, and um, it makes me happy, so. And I'm a crier, if you don't know me, but most of you do know me, so you know that I cry at everything, so. Um, At the beginning of this year, Nathan um, had us one Sunday morning write prayers down on a piece of paper. Here we go. Here we go, everybody. Write a prayer down on a piece of paper. And uh, I've watched people, thank you, dear. I've watched people for years love other people and love people well. And in ways that I feel like I've not been able to love people. And um, I'm a perfectionist. Um, I I grew up a, a fatherless girl with... An abusive stepdad. And so my life has always kind of been about performance, getting the job done, making sure that I'm accepted. And um, so I'm happy to say that God is, gosh, he's moving in my life and that stuff is changing. But my inability to love people has kind of been based on other people's performance. And their inability to live up to my standards. And I don't say that with pride. I say that with deep remorse. (laughs) But also with great healing of what God has done in my life. And his ability to to move and to be able to change me and change my view of other people. And so, um, oh, I forgot my... uh, let's go, I have me, I have some memes. I got to share memes with you because I got it. We got to Sorry, we're going to just stop right here because I asked Nathan, like, if I get to share this morning, do I get to share memes? Are these my, you know, because I, I love fun. So go ahead and pop one up there. Let's see which one pops up first. Oh, this is one of my favorites. <laughs> Who doesn't always feel this way? <laughs> Who doesn't feel this way? Like you put food in your mouth and then somebody's like, let us pray. And you're like, uh, okay. So that's one of my new favorite memes. I love that one. I totally relate to it because I love to eat and I want to eat it now. And if you come to my house and your food's hot, like eat it hot and we'll just stop somewhere along the way and pray, okay? So the next one. <clears throat> Jesus. I gotta. I, I can't see that very well, but I know what it is. Jesus selling the deal for all hotels to have his book in their bedside drawer. <laughs> So, as a businesswoman, and uh, I, this makes me happy. Like I, I can feel the excitement in that, um, and I can feel the excitement in the attorney for Jesus as he knows he's making money. Okay, next one. <laughs> I already told you I'm not turning your water into pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> I'm not a pumpkin spice girl at all, so I don't really relate to that one, but I could come up to, I mean, I do relate to it in the fact that there's all kinds of things that I would ask the Lord to turn water into, right? So the next one, let's see what's up there. Oh, This is in, this is in honor of Nathan and Jordan. So if you don't know the deal, these two love Chick-fil-A, but so you're praying over your eight piece, you open it up and it's 12 nuggets. This is my testimony. I love it. Yeah, I saw that and I thought that, that was worth going back. <laughs> so, so we'll go back to the real serious part here. So back to the beginning of the year, Nathan asked us to write something down on a piece of paper, a prayer, and then someone was going to pray it for you. They were going to come up front and pray it for you, but nobody knew whose prayers were whose. And so on mine, I, I, I don't even know where this came from. Well, I do know where it came from. It came from the Holy Spirit, and like He, He wants to He wants to teach us, and He wants to bring us to new levels and new places. And so I wrote on it, "Lord, help me to love others the way You love them." I didn't know what I was in for, <laughs> and Steve Brighthop got my prayer, and he came up here and prayed. And I left that day, and I thought, I'm not the same. I'm I'm not the same person that I walked in here. And um I realized like I said I have pages of notes here but I don't even I I don't want to read and try to do that. So I'm just going to share with you um <clears throat> So I went home with this something inside of me that I didn't quite understand and I I didn't I didn't quite get it and it it just was rolling around in there, and and when Ron was sharing a couple weeks ago that the Word of God has taken on this new light, this new, this new place, and you open it up and it's different. I've never been a great Bible reader, honestly. I I read and I listen to stuff and and all of that, but I've never been completely um, pulled in and sucked into the Bible all the time, um, and. I wish I had for years, but i'm not I'm just, so if you're one of those people that just didn't every day get up and read your Bible and they say get up early in the morning and read your Bible and your life will be changed you know I tried and I tried and I tried and it it just but i I had this slow grind my life has been this slow just keep moving forward, just keep going don't don't stop don't get discouraged don't um don't say that it's not valuable because every time you pick it up, you can't figure something out out of it. You can, and you just continue to to plant and continue to pour it in and continue to, to read and to listen and to ask the Lord to speak to you. And there are days I get up and I, I don't know anything about what I just read, and I have to bring my mind back around and start over again. But anyway, so that kind of started this this whole thing in my heart of like, uh, how do I do that? And and what goes on? And, and I feel like the Lord started healing me. Like there was this, this thing inside of me that I realized, like, I I don't have enough of anything to love anybody. I'm, I'm the widow with the empty jars. I, I don't have any oil to give. I don't have enough. I'm trying to feed people and I've got five loaves and two fish and it's not enough. I'm the woman with the issue who life just isn't, I've tried everything. I've asked God for everything and that, and I don't have enough. And it brought me to this place before the Lord. I'm like, God, I don't, I don't have enough, but I realized that whole thing of like, but but I I I want enough, and I want you to make it enough. I want you to make this fatherless, broken girl who doesn't know how to love people, who lives in a world of performance and a need people to care about me and to like me, and um and I I don't want to live that way anymore. I want to lay it down. I I want you to come. I want you to be who I want you to show me how to do this thing. So, I just daily just just started just really stopping and saying, what how, I'm going to love someone today. Give me someone to love. And and show me how that works. There's a um the verse Matthew, the verse in Matthew 22:37 through 40 and I think it's do you have it up there? Oh, you don't. Okay. So, The passion translation of it is, um, love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important and the first on any list. The first. But there is a second to set alongside it. Love others as well as you love yourself. These two commands are pegs. Everything in God's law and prophets hangs on them. These two things, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, with all your passion, with all your strength, and loving others as you love yourself. And I've always felt like, how do I love others as I love myself? Because I, I have high standards. Like, and if people don't meet those standards, how do I love them? And and I've, for years, thought about the world, and I've thought about people, and I've thought about you know all the stuff that's just coming at us constantly. About, um, you know, the, I don't even want to get into stuff, but just the agendas of the world, and we all know what they are. And I felt like the Lord just said to me, There it is. Said to me, and, and I would pray for years, I've prayed, Lord, help me understand them. Help me, help me understand what's going on here. Help me get, and the Holy Spirit said to me, I didn't call you to understand them, I called you to love them. And I realize I've spent years asking the Lord, help me to, help me to pick. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not, we're not called to be psychologists. We're not called to be Christian, pick things apart and try to figure out what's going on in their brain. We're just called to love them. And out of love, people find Healing. In love, in the process of love, people find healing. They find strength. They find the ability. I I found love in this place. I think part of the reason I'm here and where I am now is because I found love here. And as I've gone along, I've been loved and I've been cared for and out of that has I have found strength, and I've watched people love each other and care for each other, and out of that, it brought something up inside of me that suddenly I could say, okay, Lord, help me love people like Nick loves people. Help me love people like Judd loves people. Help me, help me love them in a way that is the way you love people. And so it gives me this different lens. I'm looking at people now, and I'm not looking at them as this, you know, like um, all their problems, they just need to be loved. They just need to be cared for. And I believe when we, when we ask the Holy Spirit, how do I do that? How do I love them? There is no recipe in the kingdom. Well, there's one single recipe, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And so what I do in my life is not a recipe for you, and it can't be. But Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, it's the recipe. You bring those three along with you, and you can get anything done. You can love anybody. You can see any situation change. It doesn't mean it always changes the way we want it to change. It means that we live in this place of, okay, God, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever, you, whatever you're going to do here, and I'm willing to be a part of it. Is the Micah 4.13 up there? So the Lord really, uh, quite a few months ago, after this whole event of, you know, like, Lord, help me love people, um, there was just, um, I'll just read it. Micah 4.13. On your feet, daughter of Zion, be threshed of chaff and be refined of dross, I'm making you into a people invincible, into God's judgment to crush the godless people. You'll bring their plunders of holy offerings to God and their wealth to the masters of the earth. I, I heard the Lord say, get up. Get up, stand up. As a farmer, the whole thing of being threshed of chaff I felt like the Lord was starting to refine in me the difference. Another prayer of mine has been like, help me understand this difference between spirit and flesh. I mean, there's obvious things in the flesh that we get very easily. Like, oh, that's my flesh, right? But then there's other things where we really need the spirit of God to show us what's, what's my flesh and what's your spirit. And it's imperative when we're trying to love people that we understand that i don't get it all and he's training me daily and he's training me moment by moment and i'm learning oh that's that's my flesh especially with my husband if you want to know you know we don't have we don't have big drawn out battles or anything like that we've both gotten to the point of you know this many years later like uh, wait a second i don't want to fight with you i just want to love you i'm i'm your friend and we we have this thing where we're like okay i'm your friend you know so but chaff is an interesting thing as a farmer um chaff and I I meant to bring a couple wheat heads and actually show you how we we do it but you know you grind up the wheat we live in wheat country but not everybody knows and then you just kind of you just sift it and you blow the chaff away. The chaff is what comes out the back of the combine. When you're going down the road, and you see a combine, and it's just flying everywhere. It just looks like dirt and stuff. Hopefully, it's not dirt, because that destroys your combine inside. It's just chaff. It's everything that held the wheat head together. And the chaff is your flesh. And what we're after is the kernel, right? We, but we have to go through the chaff, we have to go through the harvest thing in order to get rid of the stuff that has no value. In fact, when you pull into the elevator and you have a truck that's full of what we call trash or chaff, they, they dock you if it's all mixed in with the wheat. You want your combine to, when you glean that, you want the combine to blow as much of the trash and the chaff out the back, and you just want a bulk tank full of wheat. And you want it to be clean. And I felt like the Lord was saying, all this stuff that floats around in your life—it's chaff. You don't—you don't have to. Don't touch it. When you're out harvesting, when chaff lands on you, it—it's an irritant. And if you try to brush it off, it actually brushes into your skin. It can actually cause you to to get tiny little tears in your skin and rashes and and everything else. And that's not what we're after. You got to go. I would. I would pull into the elevator and I'd walk over to the hose and I'd hose myself off on a 105 degree day, never brush the chaff off, just don't touch it. And I felt like the Lord was saying, that's your flesh. Things float around in your life, you don't have to touch it. You let me take care of it, that's your flesh. It has no value. I'm after the grain, I'm after the seed. And you know, the wonderful thing about that is that it makes bread, right? It makes bread for me, and it makes bread for you. And it gives me seed to plant another crop. God is constantly working in all of us so that we we have seed to plant. We have bread to give and we have bread for ourselves. And we grow, you grow, but you got to leave the chaff alone. And I can't tell you how many conversations I had with people, the whole thing of standing up. Stand up and don't touch the chaff. You're going for the gold. You're going for what matters. You're going for what's profitable. So I'd be having conversations with people and something would come, it just float and I'd be like, it's Jeff. It's just Jeff. I know better. I'm not, I'm not touching that. I, for the first time in my life, I can honestly say I am not offended or distraught with anybody in the world. I've had lots of opportunity. I sit in a lot of meetings where people are they're wild <laughs> and derogatory and inflammatory and pointing the finger. And I sit there now and I think, oh, that's just chaff. And I, I will not be choked by it. It may land on me, but I don't touch it. I go to the Lord, the living water and he washes it away. And I walk away thinking, wow, I feel great. And I have this thing inside of me of like, this, is, this isn't that hard, as long as I don't touch the chaff. That's my flesh. It's my flesh that wants to just take something in and make something out of it. And it's, it's I cannot look at situations the same anymore. I can't look at people the same anymore. I feel like that, that narrow view of perfection and how things should be done is like, it's gone. It's like miraculous. My life is miraculous right now. And I don't even, I don't get it. It's not me. It's a God who loves me. And I prayed a prayer and he said, okay, if this is what you want, this is what I'm going to do. And I can't tell you, Getting over the fear of man, I don't get over it by just deciding I'm not fearful. I'm walking into situations where I'm fearful, and I'm having to stand there, and I'm having to take the opinions of other people and, and know that they're chaff. But the only way to get through something is by doing something hard. The only way to see change in your life is by risking, is by being uncomfortable. Um, I bought Mark a sauna for his uh, birthday this last year. Got a great deal on it, used on uh, Facebook Marketplace. So saunas do all kinds of great things for you, but they stress your system. They, they lower your blood pressure. They make your skin nicer. They make you sleep better. They, they just have so many attributes of good things to, to have an infrared sauna. So we get this sauna, and the first time we get in it, it takes probably like 25 minutes before you start sweating, right? And then the more you sit in it, the sooner your body sweats. The sooner it's it's like, "Oh, this is what I'm doing. I this is how I get rid of impurities. This is how you this is how your body takes care of itself, right?" And it's interesting that the more often you do it, the easier it is. And the more used to it you get, And so, um, and then I have a crazy son who um, does the cold plunges, right? So he's like, mom, you should do the cold plunges. They're great for you, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, you know. So the first time I go to do it, uh, I'm like, oh man, no way, man. This is just, this is too much. And so then I try like a cold, cold shower, right? As cold as it can get. And one day the Holy Spirit says to me, and I believe I hear from the Holy Spirit. Let me just say this. So when I I say the Lord is speaking to me, his word says, you know me and you know my voice. And I know the voice of the Lord. I'm not saying that to be proud or anything else, but when he talks to me, I hear him. And I'm getting ready to do the cold plunge and the Lord is like, get used to being uncomfortable. And I'm kind of like, all right. And the Holy Spirit's like, I can't work unless you're uncomfortable. Otherwise, it's you. Learn to be uncomfortable. Learn to take your weakness and allow me to be strong. Be uncomfortable. It's amazing how easy it is to do a cold plunge now. I'm like, I do it because I know spiritually. I, I, I believe everything has a physical and a spiritual side to it. And, and the Lord shows me things in the natural. So I move. So, um, Nat, you know, is a police officer here in town. And he, he put a cold plunge little tub thing in the police officer's um, shower room and locker room. And um, he works a lot of nights, you know. So every night at three o'clock in the morning, he goes in and does a cold plunge. And he says, it wakes me up, it revives me. I go back out and I get in my car and off I go and I can do the rest of the night without being exhausted and tired. And I'm just, it does something to your system. So, and he says, it's funny because the guys in there are like, oh, I could never do that. I just don't like that. He's like, do you think I like it? Do you think I do this because I like it? No, I do it because it's good for me. It wakes me up. It takes me to a different place. You do hard things, it wakes you up. And I was talking to a girlfriend who's a physician a couple months ago, and then I've been looking at all this stuff. I'm not a doctor, but I'm going to tell you kind of like the little thing on how this works here. It's actually a phrase called hormesis. And it's a a biological thing that happens when you do something that stresses your body. When you do a sauna, when you do cold, whatever. Do you realize that you have genes inside of you that have never been woken up? And when you do something like that, it like releases a new blueprint into your body. It allows you to take stress and use it in a different way. Think about that spiritually. We we genetically have things, we, we carry the spirit of God. The spirit of God lives inside of us. We have all of his genes, we're made in his likeness. And when we do something that stresses us in the spirit, it releases a new blueprint. It releases something new in our life. Who knows what's buried inside of us? What's buried inside of you that you've never, you've never taken a risk. You've never gotten uncomfortable. Or maybe you just, maybe you are a good risk taker and stuff and God's calling you to another place. I've been reading the book, um, In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day. And it's actually a Bible story. A guy goes in the line. He was one of David's, uh, he was the head of David's security in the Bible. But he fought a lion in a pit on a snowy day. And I think, whoa, I haven't had to fight a lion in a pit on a snowy day yet. But when God's calling us to do something, he gets the victory in it. He gets it, man. We get get down the road, and we look back, and we're like, I did not like the process of that. But look at this. Look at what I have. Look at what God's built. Look at these new blueprints. I'm telling you, it's exciting. It's exciting to do something that challenges you. I went to, you all know, we did some sign holding a couple weeks ago. And I I went to Bernie School, the first day of school at Bernie School, with a sign. And some other people were supposed to join me. And they didn't for the longest time. And I was standing across the street with my sign by myself. And inside, I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this. This is not comfortable. And I'm like, Lord, I'm not. And the Lord's like, stand. Stand. Just stand, smile at people, stand, be who you are. And that was one of the most, I, I realized how much I, I fear man. And, and the Lord's like, I'm, I'm gonna get you through this. I'm, I'm putting a new blueprint in you. I'm releasing things in you. And this is the only way it's gonna happen. When you do things that you're uncomfortable with, but stand, just stand.